There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. It's Josh and Jilly, and we must tell you about Dr. Busby from ToeGrips.com. ToeGrips.com with the great Dr. Busby. Uh, she's awesome. We love her. Luther really loves Dr. Busby. Luther went on a nice long stroll today, didn't he? He mm-hmm. was feeling it today. It's like, hey, guys, I'm just going to go for a nice walk. I'm strutting. Well, it hasn't hit 90 degrees today, so this is a big day. It's a huge day, as a matter of fact. It's the first day so far out of the last, like, 36 uh, here in Nashville. 23. It's 23, mm-hmm. 23 days in a row of um, of 90, 90 plus. Or more. So it's been hot. I know people listening in Houston are probably like, ooh. But still, if you're a dog, 95 degrees and humidity is pretty <laughs> miserable, right? Yep. So Luther uh, had a nice long stroll today. And how was he able to do so? Well, because he takes the Encore Mobility Supplement from Dr. Busby at toegrips.com. And, uh, of course, he takes that. But. There's so many good things about ToeGrips.com. All the stories there, all the blogs there. Dr. Busby's always got you covered from anything you need to know. Anything you need to know about your dog, an issue, a lump, a bump, a scratch, a smell, a scab, a limp, stinky breath, whatever it is, whatever issue your dog may be having, Dr. Busby will know why that is the case. So if I were you, I go to toegrips.com, check out the blog. The blog there, you're not going to be inundated with ads, which is great. Nobody wants to be ambushed by advertisements. Just good, solid information. And if you decide to make any sort of purchase while you're there, the Toe Grips or the Encore Mobility, whatever it is, use the promo code LUTHER. That is L-U-T-H-E-R. Luther will save you 10% at toegrips.com. That is toegrips.com. Promo code Luther to save 10%. We love Dr. Busby. You'll love her too. It is toegrips.com. This is the Josh Ennis Show. Howdy, everybody, and welcome in to the Josh Ennis Show. It is Josh and Jilly. It is a big day. It is National French Fry Day. Jilly, who's got the best French fries? Go. Mmm. 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 I'm going to tell you this. Popeyes? Popeyes? I like Popeyes spice. has the best fries? I like spice on my fries. What? Popeyes? Uh, Popeyes are fine. But or I checkers. Mean, like, I just like, I like some spice on my fries. I, I respect that. But, uh, well, then why not? Uh, then if you like spice on your fries, what about the Five Guys Cajun fries? Oh, I do love those, too. Yeah. And the best part about getting fries at Five Guys is that you get the, uh, you get like basically you order a small and they fill up the bag to the damn top. I've wanted Five Guys for like a week now. We haven't gone yet. Well, we're going to have to go. What are we doing? Well, we tried to eat at home. H-Town Dude brings up the Popeye's Dirty Rice. They did bring that back. and that's It's also, not National Dirty Rice Day. <laughs> it's delicious. I don't care, H-Town Dude 1958. I do. It is, that, is, that is irrelevant. The relevant information is that today is National French Fry Day. And the best fries, without question, when they are done right, will always be McDonald's. Did you see the, the TikTok hack where the guy says you should order the fries from McDonald's but get them in a cup? No. That way you just put them right in your cup holder and you can just eat them right in the I cup. didn't know you could even do that. Yep. I did not know that. Yep. Oh, boy. But uh, we, uh, I, I love McDonald's fries, but I feel like they do them wrong all the time now. There's either not enough salt or they're, they're too soggy. But, I mean, if they're done right, the best French fry out there is the McDonald's fry dipped in some Heinz ketchup and it's fantastic. No, I'll agree. Like, just regular fries, not seasoned. Okay. I will go McDonald's. Uh, now, Ranch Wilder brings up the Curlies. The Curlies are not underrated. I think they're very highly rated by most people there, Ranch Wilder. The Curlies are legit. Um, I also like Fud Fries, Fud Ruckers. They're, they're, but this, see, here's the thing, though. Do you consider those wedges? Those are not French fries. And honestly, you could argue. Now, now, how do we define a French fry? This is a very good conversation, all right? 
we might find ourselves in a, in a, in a situation here where curlies do not count as French fries because I need to know exactly what defines a French I mean, fry. It's called a curly fry. It is. But like home fries are not French fries, but they are considered fries, right? They call them home fries, but basically they're hash browns. So how do you define a French fry? Does a French fry have to be like in a straight shape? Is it about the way it's fried? What about waffle fries? Great question from Ranch Wilder. Is a waffle fry a French fry? This is really the deepest conversation we may ever have because I am obese and I am interested in this conversation. And sadly, I feel like we've had this conversation at least seven times. But we're having it again because it's <laughs> National French Fry Day and I am fat. So, do we consider the Arby's curly fry to be a French fry? Somebody look up the definition. Jilly, look up what it's like the definition of a French fry. Look up French fry definition. Is it about the, obviously the way it's prepared has to be in there, right? Because it's fried. It's fried like the French, I guess. But like, can a curly fry, or Google this, is a curly fry a French fry? That's a stupid question. No, it's, I bet you that, I bet you it's on Google. I bet you that question's there and I bet someone has asked that. I guarantee you that question's been asked on the Google. Is a curly fry a French fry? Cause wet, like, hey, Al says, I don't consider wedge fries French fries. I agree. So I don't consider well, the- Well, technically the, uh, then by definition, French fries are just sliced straight. See, see, oh, and I'm the dumb one. So, oh, I was so dumb for asking questions. I was a conspiracy theorist. I'm QAnon over here. I'm Fry's QAnon. Okay, so then to be fair, according to this, curly fries. And, and, and the- and the, uh, Wedges. The, yeah. Waffle fries. They're not French fries. Uh, cr uh, crinkle cut fries, all not French fries. Correct. They have to be cut straight. So, see, everybody called me crazy. Everybody says, come on, Josh, you dope. Well, guess what? The inquisitive person, the person with the balls to ask the questions, got down to the bottom of it. Because I got balls, man. I'm not afraid. I go out there and I ask the tough questions of Big Fry. And you know what I found out? I found out, thanks to my sources, Jilly and Google, that French fries have to be cut straight. What about steak fries? Great question, AG producer. Lovely question. I would consider that to be a French fry because it is straight. It's thicker, but it is a straight fry, right? But it's not a thin straight fry. That's true. It's, it's a particular a, cut of a fry. A French fry is a, hmm, is a style. Hmm. See, now, Tiger JT brings up the point as an identifying fat boy, these are all fries. Yes, but it is not National Fry Day. It is National French Fry Day. So waffle fries are not French fries. Now, I would argue then that the Popeye's fries are French fries, right? They're cut thin and they're straight. Right. They end up kind of, you know, like slot because they go soft or whatever, but they are. BS Moose 790 brings up the point. Steak fries have more girth. They do, so maybe they don't count as a French fry. They don't because the cut is different. So then now that, now, now that we know the true definition of a French fry, now it's important to get down to the bottom of what the best fries. We still agree it's McDonald's. But when, I, here's what I think. I think Wendy's destroyed itself with their new fries. I think they killed themselves with the new fries. The fries, like back in the era when we were like in Philadelphia, the fries were great. They're not good anymore. See, I never thought Wendy's had really good fries. I thought they were better than like Burger King, who's never once had good fries. Right, so Burger King's always been lousy. McDonald's has always been the goat when done right. Very good, and the goat. Uh, now you'd have to throw in Five Guys. I saw that Five Guys was trending. I imagine it's because of this very conversation. But I feel like five Guys is like a level above McDonald's. Like that's a different category to me. So if that's the case, then we only have like three places to choose from. I know, but I, no, to me, it's I think it's I think it's all French fries. There's no drive-through at Five Guys. There isn't, but it's, I mean, you go in, you order, and you take it home, and you but get it relatively like, fast. You know, that seems like not an actual fast food restaurant. I know it is, but like, you know what I mean? Like drive through fast food versus fast food is a little different to me. So then the only fries, if we're just going straight up fast food French fries that would be ranked in this, it would be Wendy's, not in any order, just what, what would be available to rank. Yep. McDonald's, mm -hmm. Wendy's, Burger King. Popeyes. Popeyes. Now, okay. So the crinkle Checkers. cut, what about the crinkle cut fry? That's not a French fry. Okay, 
But but it, but here's why I think the crinkle cut's an exception. Well, the internet because it's said a fu- it's not. Okay, so the internet legitimately said the no crinkles. The same article I was just reading. Okay. It's the style and the cut of the fry okay. that makes okay. it a french fry. Okay, so the crinkles are not a french fry. No. Nope. Because generally speaking, I do not like crinkle cut fries. However, I love the, ch- uh, the, uh, the Raising Cane's crinkle cut fries and they're salted wonderfully not a french fry but that's not a french fry so we don't count that what a burger um i guess then we would have to count steak and shake yep those are like little thin ones like shoestring but they count what a burger counts that's a drive oh no do you know what if they're salted right and you get them right away they're great they're great now the problem is we're uh, far enough away from uh, the whataburger when i bring it home that the fries aren't good we're actually closer to the whataburger here than we were in houston though well whataburger made it it was made better in houston there i I said it that makes sense there i said it so whataburger would go in there popeyes would go in there and this is just specifically fast food so not even like next level fast food which i consider like five, five guys, guys to be next level and fuddruckers next level even but fuddruckers doesn't wedges, count those so are wedges uh and what about uh culver's do they have what yeah, are their fries are good okay i was trying to remember that no they have i thought they had crinkle fries do they have cr- they may have yeah i think they do i think I culver's has some crinklies yep so culver's doesn't count okay so here, here's what we look at then. So we can't count curlies, we can't count wedges, we can't count <laughs> waffles, and we can't count um, steak, uh, fries. steak fries. So it's just straight up thin sliced French, French fries. fries. Okay, it's good. It's good conversation. So let's now think about, I might even write this down so we can have a definitive ranking, although we know number one is going to be McDonald's. But McDonald's, and I'm writing this down because this is a very important fatty conversation. Chicky and Pete's in Philly. No, Drew, that's a crinkle cut fry. You can't count that. By the, the internet, you cannot count that. So we go, McDonald's is on the list. I'm just not, I'm not ranking any yet, but we go McDonald's, Wendy's. Okay, so Wendy's would be in there. Burger King would be in there. Uh, Whataburger would be there. Checkers. Checkers rallies. would be there. Okay, Checkers. Rallies or whichever yep. one is your your See, Jack in the Box AG producer brings up and those are awful. But they, they but they are straight. They're, they are. They, they do have curlies, curlies there too. Straight, yeah. But you go with the straight. Um, KFC has wedges, so that's not. No, in. they have fries now. They do well. Then they must not be that good. You've had them. Yeah, they're not good. But I guess oh, we'll, last we'll time put them you said on. You there. liked them, but okay. I don't know. I don't know. I'm very inconsistent, Jelly. You know this about and me. And Taco Bell has nacho fries. That doesn't count. But well, they're cut like French fries. That's great, but they're not French fries. They're nacho fries. But they're not they made. Are... are they made of potatoes? Yes. Okay. Fuck. I'll put it on there. Jesus. Okay. By the way, we had Taco Bell for our second dinner last night, and it was lovely. Boy, that Diablo sauce next. Yeah. Level. If you guys haven't tried the Diablo sauce at Taco Bell, which is one step up from fire. It's a must. Uh, let's see. Ranch Wilder says In-N-Out. Problem is, In-N-Out tastes like potato chips. Like, In-N-Out has the worst fries I've ever eaten. They're worse than Burger King. In-N-Out is dog shit. There. All right, but I'll put that... I mean, I, I'm not, no, I'm not putting that on the list. That does not go on the list. So then if you rank McDonald's, Wendy's, BK, Whataburger, Checkers, Jack in the Box, KFC, and Taco Bell. K. We're going McDonald's number one, right? When McDonald's is done right, it's the king. Yes. Now, here's the question. Does Whataburger go number two? Yeah, I mean, if, I mean, I was going to say it's regional, but really they're popping up everywhere now. They're in a lot of places. So Wendy's, or so Whataburger number two. Mm-hmm. I guess, like, Popeye's I number like three? I like Popeye's. I might put Popeye's number two for Really? Me. I told you I think Popeye's is my favorite, but if we're looking at a classic, then McDonald's. Okay. Oh, and uh, let's say, remember, there's no curlies and no crinklies also, and no wedges. French fries are also amplified when there's cheese sauce involved. Hard to find cheese sauce, though, at these places. And a lot of times what I've learned about cheese sauce is they tend to come with big, thick, crinkle-cut fries a lot yeah, of the time. Yeah, they're really good at Culver's. Well, like, or, or thin crinkle cuts like the ones at Chickies and Pete's, the aforementioned Chickies and Pete's. So you're talking about frauds. Chickies and Pete's was up on the Angelo show today. I saw it on Facebook that they were up there celebrating French Fry Day, and you're not French fries. You're frauds. You're fugazi. Anyway, I've gone way too deep into this conversation about fries. There are other things to get into today, more important pressing issues. Like today is 713 Day. Adam Clanton, who's in the chat, Kane's fries are delicious, but crinkle fries don't count as French fries. French fry. It is fry. They are crinkles. They, they fall into a different category. Say, I, I don't know why I have to repeat this. Who needs to hear this? Crinkles, curlies, wedges, wafflies. They're different types of fries. And this is National French Fry Day. And it's time to stop disrespecting these things. Other things going on. 
So the, I saw Bill Burr was trending earlier today. Did that stand-up just get released yesterday? Yep. Okay, so late last night, we turn on the Netflix to watch our Crazy Ex-Girlfriend program. Mm-hmm. Which has gotten, like, really kind of too deep. It's 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 quite deep, and it's about depression and suicide and stuff now. But it, it was very good and funny for a while. Then it was not for a while. Then it was funny as hell again. Now it's kind of deep. But whatever, you should watch it. It's a good show. So... Uh, I watched, uh, you know, I flip on the Bill Burr thing because we like we like Bill Burr. Yep. We really loved F is for Family. F is, if you guys haven't watched F is for Family, watch F is for Family. It, it's fucking great. And Bill Burr is great and he's funny and he's spectacular. So his latest stand-up uh, was filmed at, was it Red Rocks? Is that in mm-hmm. Colorado, Colorado, Arizona, New Mexico? Somewhere. And um, we're watching this last night. We watched about the first um, like 15, 20 minutes of it. And it's a lot of stuff lampooning the pandemic and the liberals and the conservatives, and it's great. And I'm laughing my ass off, and Jilly's laughing her ass off. But then Jilly, like, we're watching this, and Jilly just out of the blue kind of goes, you know, this just all sounds like shit you've done. Man, they're all the same bitch you've done, but you don't have the balls to do stand-up. Nope. Or or here's what I think could have happened, and I don't want to accuse anybody of anything. I think Bill Burr ripped me off. Much like, if you'll remember... LeBron ripped off my barbershop concept. Obviously. And 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 the folks at iHeart, bless their hearts, not only are they trying to kill me in this building here in Nashville, I'm gonna end up with asbestos. Like I'm gonna end up with like basically once they fire me, which is inevitable at some point I'll get fired. Once they fire me and I need to make a quick buck, you're gonna see me on those lawyer commercials that air sometime between Steve Wilkos and Springer. And I'm gonna be like, hey guys, yo, did you did your employer uh, expose you to asbestos? I'll be like, yeah. Uh, because there's no doubt I'm going to die uh, in this building we're in right now with yeah, all the you construction. Joke, but that's seriously going to happen. I know. And you know what? I'll sue from beyond the grave. But anyway, so, um, but iHeart would not let me sue LeBron, but I was going to because LeBron, and I wouldn't have done it. Except for the fact that LeBron, if you'll remember, LeBron was going to sue Nick Saban for stealing his barbershop idea. Yes, he was. And well before any of those slap dicks were doing radio shows and, and television shows in barbershops, I was there doing a show in a barbershop. And I had the audio to back it up that I was there. And then, of course, they were like, well, we'll get someone to help, so we'll sue him. And I'll go, yeah, we're going to sue LeBron. It's going to be a great bit. And then much like everything that happened at 790, they came in and said, nope, you can't sue LeBron. I'm like, you fucking assholes. But I almost did that, right? That's number one. So I've already been ripped off by LeBron, proven. Now I think I've been ripped off by Bill Burr. You think he listens to the podcast? I know. Honestly, I think he probably just listened at the apex of my my humor, which may have been when we were at 790. Ah. Because one of the bits was about... um, was about uh, John Wayne and canceling people like who've been dead for 40 years. And one of them was uh, was talking about how uh, people wanted to cancel John Wayne because he had been, he had said something about gay people and Playboy like in 1970. And me and Jim and you did a bit like the next day about that where we said, oh, you're all concerned about what a dude back in the 70s said about something. Let's play a game. I've got some anti-Semitic and homo, uh, an anti or homophobic quotes. You tell me if it was said by John Wayne in the 70s or if it was said by a rapper in the last five years. And we did the bit. You know, but maybe he ripped me off. Maybe he didn't. Probably not. Fine. But you're right. I lack the balls to actually go up there and do stand-up. Because, like, I, I, I respect the game. I respect people who are good at it. And well, to yeah, a degree, I no, even respect people who are bad at it. There's no no harm in doing, like, an open mic night, doing, like, a five, ten-minute set. Like, that's not disrespecting comedians. That's true. But here, here's where my psyche was fucked with a little bit when it comes to comedy, right? And there's, like, like Billy D. Washington, who's a nice guy. I don't know that he likes me anymore. But Billy D. used to all the time say, why don't you come do five minutes for me, like, open for me and do, like, five minutes? Because I'd always talk about it. Like, I would text and tweet about it, say, I want to do stand-up. He'd say, come out and do it. Understand that Billy D. Washington thought I was funny when I did, like, the Michael Berry parody song. He's like, oh, that's funny. He doesn't think I'm funny anymore because he disagrees with me politically. Therefore, he doesn't like me anymore, right? He just doesn't think I'm good anymore. So there's that. But, like, where my psyche got fucked with is that there's a lot of, like, numb nuts comedians in Houston, and they're not funny, and they're basically nobodies that are going nowhere, and they've just been grinding in stand-up for, like, 100 years, and they're not funny, and they all tend to hate me. 
I don't know what I did to them. I did nothing to them big picture, but they just like, just fucking hate me. And it kind of messed with me a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like it messed with me. Like do, do would all comedians think I'm an asshole? No, it's I'm probably just, a just shit, the ones who are threatened by Cause you. I'm like a shitty radio guy. But then I look at like, like Craig gas. Now he might just be laughing his ass off at me. We might be having a good time because I let him come on well, 17 times in a row to Craig promote Gass, his shows. Craig gas more successful than random local Houston comedians. That's true. Uh, your other buddy, uh, Frank Kellyendo also thinks you're hysterical. I don't know if he thinks I'm hysterical, but I mean, he thinks I'm He's funny. He's told you to do stand-up. That's true. Like, people, like, comedians who have actually been successful have told you to do stand-up. That's true. But, of course, typical Josh, you focus on the negative nobodies who don't matter. That's true. Maybe it's time to, to suck it up. But, see, now I see this, this Bill Byrne. I'm like, I do all these bits. Now I can't do those bits. Those bits are now scratched off. Like, I'm sure I've done the whole WNBA, you know, bit about, like, you know, why aren't more women? Of course you have. You've also done, I mean, he even does the same kind of impressions you do for, like, the liberals and the conservatives. They're very similar impressions. <laughs> now i got to come do. up with a whole new act. He beat me to it. <laughs> but, you know, I sat back and I waited too damn long. And now my whole act has been just thieved and I don't know what to do. Yeah. Now I'm fucked. But, um... Maybe one of these days I will. Like, it's weird. I mean, there's like, a bunch of places around here, too. And pick your audience. Do you think you would do better? I know, like, you're down the middle. Yeah. But for your first attempt, would you do better at, like, a uh, a place out by us? Or would you do better at a place like in East Nashville with the with the hipsters? Well, it depends. Because um, both areas have, like, the, the place right down the road, the little German pub here, does an open mic night for comedy. Yeah. The thing is, like, and this is going to sound like I'm big shit. But I think I could probably, if I find the right guy, I could find an actual comedian doing a set that would let me do five yeah. minutes. Next like time I like Craig wouldn't Gass go to a, in town. He'd probably let me do five. Of course he would. Um, and I say this that like it's not easy to to write you know an hour's worth of material for a stand up, but you usually have you know a year, right, to come up with it if you do a special or whatever. It is very difficult to get on the radio and do off-the-cuff shit. And I've, and I've seen comedians, right? Because we used to have comedians come up to 610 on, like, the Friday before they would have all their shows over at the Improv. And some guys were fucking outstanding if you got them just off-the-cuff. Like, Christopher Titus... Christopher Titus was great. You got him on the air. He's riffing. He's having a good time. He, like, And it's good. There are some guys who are just dreadful when you get them out of their comfort zone of doing a set, right? Like we had, uh, who's the Craig uh, Robinson? Craig Robinson, who was on The Office. Like his stand-up is pretty funny. He does some shit with a keyboard and all that. We had him in studio. Didn't say one fucking funny thing. Some guys are great. Some guys can only rely on their stuff. And if you get them off of the stuff, they're not yeah. that good. Some are great. But it is not an easy thing to go in and do 12, 13, 14-minute segments, what equates to, what, 12 times a day if you do a four-hour radio show? And by the way, when we were doing that, when I was doing 610 or 790 or any of the sports stations, that's doing what equates to about 44, 45 minutes of live, off-the-cuff shit well, you always, every hour. You always bitch that you don't get any instant reaction now. You don't get instant feedback. You'll get instant reaction doing stand-up. That's true. They'll either tell me I suck or well, they'll... the thing with you, though, that I think you could pull off is, like, if you told a joke and it bombed, I mean, you're the first one who's going to be, like, self-deprecation over here. Yeah, so, I... like, that would be funny. Yeah, well... I think you should do it. I really do. Maybe one day I'll give it a shot. Maybe one day. I don't believe you. I don't believe myself either. Because it's weird. Like, I just don't have the... I'm like George McFly. I just, I can't... I don't think I can handle that kind of rejection. Like, I'm afraid. Now, here's the thing. If I got up there, I would just go, and maybe it would be spectacular. Yeah, I think I saw someone tweet you, like, have a couple yellow bellies, get up there and go. Yeah, but You'd what if you good. say the wrong thing, and then there's video of you out there, and you lose your actual job? Well, that may happen, too. See, that's the concern. But like, people also, don't even understand. You also do that on the radio. That's true, but actually, I'm, I'm real talk, I'm a giant pussy on the radio now. Like, I don't say anything interesting. Now? Yes, but, but, like, back when I was interesting, it'd be one thing. Now I am, like, the least interesting dope in the world. It's like, haha, that's funny. Here's, uh, you know, here's you know, some lame joke, and now it's it's Jay Giles, you know. Um, not a fanboy says you would riff like Mrs. Maisel. She's my hero, yeah. Mrs. Maisel. Is that show coming back? Is there another season, or is that it? Is oh, it I think so? there's got to be, yeah. Like, how did, how did it end? Like, she... she 
I forgot how the last season ended, but uh, I would imagine. I mean, the show's been nominated for a, a, an Emmy like every year, well, and she's great. Pam and Tommy's been nominated for 10. How about that? And I mean, I'm guessing makeup. Is there a makeup Emmy? Because probably that guy looked like Tommy. And I think his both cock of them, talked. I that think, was pretty impressive. I want to say both of them got nominated for actor and actress. Her fake tit plate that she was wearing was outstanding. So I'm all for that one now. That's a good one. That was that was a decent. I, I, here's what I thought about the Pam and Tommy show. The Pam and Tommy show probably could have been like four fewer episodes. I feel like the last two or three episodes were just like them being distraught over all this shit and nothing really happened. It could have been a little bit shorter. But anyway, it's a to, contender for outstanding limited or anthology series, and both Sebastian Stan and Lily James are nominated for outstanding lead actor and actress. Lily James is so role. hot. Seth and Rogen is also nominated for outstanding supporting actor. He's a doof, but that's okay. That's okay. At least he's not LeBron level doof. Like I think LeBron is probably the dumbest human on the planet. No, I take that back. The Bidens are the dumbest. I take that back. They're actually just brain dead. There's a difference between being stupid and being brain dead. I was talking with somebody about that. I was texting with someone. I go, do you just think the Bidens are dumb? It's like, no, dumb's not the right word. They're just, you know, one of them is a complete vegetable, as you know. And a battle was on the air the other day. And he goes, oh, poor Joe Biden. I said, no, there is no poor Joe. You can't say, oh, poor guy when you're the goddamn leader of the free world. Doesn't work that way. What was the video yesterday where he walked up and, like, hailed the chief was playing? He's trying to make a joke about, like, oh, I still, you know, every time I hear that song, I look around and say, where, where's the chief? Like, <laughs> like he's, a, he's brain okay. dead. He's a vegetable, right? And, um, you know, it's interesting. We were. Repeat uh, quote. Yeah. <laughs> Repeat the line. End of quote. Repeat the line. Um, what's interesting. We were wa- like, sometimes I'll put on shows I've already watched before when we eat dinner, just, you know, to, to pass the time. And I was watching this Trump documentary that's on Netflix. It's a four parter. And they were talking about the moment in time that it was like, yep, this is when Trump decided, you know what? Fuck these yeah, assholes. I'm going to run. flirted with the idea of running. It was at the, the correspondence dinner, and they're just shitting on him. Like, Obama's just shitting on him. And they're like, at that moment, he decided he's going to bury these fucking <laughs> they show people. They him in the audience, and he's just got this smirk on his face like, okay, okay. keep talking. And then, boom, he and he did it. Yeah, but here's the thing. I believe the line was like, you're not going to be laughing when I'm president, is what he like allegedly told somebody. Yeah, and then, boom scoreboard and they certainly were not laughing but like uh there was another thing that stood out in watching that just how different the world is now right so obama gets elected no wait and if you watch some of his you know speech after he wins he's in chicago and the message is hope and in america you can still you can still accomplish anything and look at this black white whatever race you can do anything you want in america and this is proof Fast forward to 2022 in his same party, they're running on shit like, you don't have a fucking chance. It's hopeless. We're all fucked. This is the worst place in the fucking world. And that gets you votes now. What a weird world. A matter of 14 years, it goes from hope and we can do anything and we can get it. We can, to we're all fucked. It's terrible. This country's racist and terrible. The world's changed a lot in 14 By the years. way, Mrs. Majel is coming back for a season five. That will be the final oh, season. Oh, I'm going to be sad. I find her so hot as that character. I've seen her in other things, and I don't think she's hot. But as Mrs. Maisel, uh, I give her a I give her 9.5. I still got wood. Uh, let's see. Not a fanboy. Got to love LeBron questioning if Brittany Griner should come back to the U.S. after her Russian release. Yeah, like I would think after staying for seven months in Russia... Like, your first thought is, please get me the fuck back to America, not, oh, fuck America, they didn't help me, now I'm off to China. Now, the interesting thing about that is, like, I get that that quote came from just, like, a teaser for his episode of The Shop. Yep. So, like, you know, you don't get the full context, I get it. But then he kind of made it worse by apologizing for it. Like, okay, so there must not be any other context because he tweeted last night, my comments on the shop regarding Brittany Griner weren't knocking our beautiful country. Since when does LeBron sit here and say our beautiful country like you're Lee Greenwood or something? I was simply saying how she's probably feeling emotionally along with so many other emotions, thoughts, et cetera, inside that cage she's been in for over 100 plus days. No, Long story short, hashtag bring her home. Like my guess is how she's feeling emotion, like emotionally <laughs> is she can't wait to get back on American soil and eat some pussy. That would be my guess is how she's feeling and smoke some pot. She's probably like, I want to smoke pot. 
I want to scissor some bitch, and I want to get back to my life. My guess is she's not sitting there like, fuck America, fuck, I'm never going back, because she sees what it's like to not be in America. Yeah. And like, again, that's like, actually the wrong way to view it there, like, Lee Breezy. And clearly, that's what he said, because again, I was saying, you know, maybe we don't get the full context and, like, the little teaser, but obviously, if he's already saying, like, let me clarify, there's not more to it, that's the quote. Yeah. So he's a dope, though. He's stupid. That is not a ball sack sports quote. No, no, it's not. It sounds like it could God, be. God, I love that the, when the ESPN guys apologize for that, like the dude's in a suit. Yeah. He's like, sorry for reporting this. And they didn't say ball sack sports. They should have had to have said ball sack sports. That, like, if I were ball sack sports, I would have said, listen, asshole, I will. I, will, I like, want credit. I want shit. credit. You will say ball sack sports, ESPN, you sacks of shit. I liked the, uh, did you see the tweet from uh, Jacoby of Jalen and Jacoby? Yeah, that's the guy I'm talking yeah, about. I didn't see great. the actual quote, but I saw him wearing a fucking suit. Normally he's doing a show with Jalen Rose and they're both trying to look like they're in fucking run DMC or something. But in this video, he's in like a suit and he's yeah. like, well, I, I reported the wrong shit and I'm sorry. He's like, I'm the face of this. I want to do some things here. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm wearing a suit. And he's wearing like a red suit. He looks like he's a member of the fucking Temptations. And you know what's funny? He's like, obviously, you know, we don't know Jaw personally, but seeing Jaw's personality and like his Instagram lives and everything, yes, he probably thinks this is hysterical. Yes, he's probably oh, he's laughing his ass off. He's got to fucking. Laugh. What was the actual quote from this dude? I don't know if I thought you had the, the had the Jacoby dude's quote oh, over his, there. His tweet, his tweet about like you know being all uh, like, mm-hmm. hey, my bad, y'all. I mean, like this red suit, like he looks like a member of the Oneaters. He should be singing that thing you do. His tweet was, as the face of this, I want to do three things. Oh One, Christ! Apologize in general. Two, apologize to Taylor Rooks and John Morant. And three, give a big shout out to, quote, Matty Ice for watching from what looks to be a liquor store. Now, that is funny because the guy that, like, originally put the video up that went viral was clearly watching Jalen and Jacoby in a liquor store. Okay, and that's funny, but here's my issue. ESPN doesn't make some of their people apologize for the vile shit no, they say and do. But like, this, people are like, let me tell you why white people <laughs> suck and why men suck and why America sucks and why Trump sucks. All this shit. They never make them apologize, yet somehow they have to do a heartfelt apology because they were duped by ball sack sports. That's great. Like that. That's great. Like, hey, let me tell you something. Hi, I'm such and such from Sports Center. Uh, no, I want to. Or what's his name? Who's that? Mark uh, Mark Jones, the play by play guy, who's like basically shit on cops. Mark Jones has to issue zero apology to cops. Yet this dude Jacoby has to do a long statement about how they got duped by something called ball sack sports. Like, come on, dude. What a time. The ESPN is a, it's such a fucked up universe it is, but all sports TV is pretty fucked up. By the way, Dr. Fauci says that the new BA5 variant shouldn't disrupt our lives, but now does recommend wearing masks indoors. Oh, do you think you had the BA5? Yeah, totally. The, what, but I'm not going to wear a mask indoors. No, I mean, you've you've served your time with the BA5. I still can't believe you didn't get it. I, 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 I don't think I did. I don't think I did. I tested, and I didn't have it. So rock on. Yeah, that's something. So, I mean, look, like, like, like the last thing they should be concerned about, like if I'm at work and they're like, hey, do you have the Rona? I took a leak next to some random Jamoke today at the radio station who was doing construction. The bathroom is the size of a closet, and I'm standing next to some random Jamoke. They have no issue with the building being filled with randos, yeah. so I guarantee you have not tested or anything. So don't come at me with, oh, do you think you have the, the new COVID? Like, no, I don't fucking know. I took a test. It says I'm negative. You're clearly not concerned about the health of anybody at the radio station well, the when is, I'm I breathing mean- these toxic fucking fumes in the building and you're not doing anything to expedite the process of building a new stadium so don't come at me with any COVID talk not that anybody did because nobody is even at this building other than the construction workers and me in battle the people who are like you told our boss you told battle you told everyone you're around all right look Jilly's got the Rona obviously I work on the station so they knew as well and no one was like oh boy stay home Josh we have to contact Trace like that shit's over yeah and I took the test it was negative and I said rock on Let's go. I mean, really, it is a cold. And I was thinking this the other day, too, last week when I went to get the test because I took the at-home and it was positive. But, of course, I don't trust myself. So I was like, well, let me go to the urgent care. It's free. Let's just make sure, right? Yep. And I walk in there and she's like, oh, what are you here for? I'm like, well, my throat hurts. I just kind of want to make sure that I don't have COVID. Or if I do, you know, I guess I should know. And then she's like, oh, you've, you have to wait outside. Like, come, come I'm on, like, you're okay, a doctor. If I had strep throat, which is also contagious. And not good. I could sit inside. If you had the flu, I you could, could sit, sit inside. inside. And I had a mask on. I mean, I don't think the mask does anything, but 
but they wouldn't let you come inside. Like you're still a pariah well, to these folks. And then folks. they let you come in when it's your turn to go see the doctor. Yeah. And she's like, all right, we'll take your mask down. Let me see your throat. I'm like, so explain to me why I couldn't sit in here wearing a mask, but you yeah, can pull the mask down. Why did I have to down. sit in the car when it was 108 degrees outside and, like, and I'm sweating and I'm like, I'm going to go in there and you guys are going to wonder why I have a fucking fever well, because I'm hot from sitting in my car with my shitty air conditioning well, and that's, because that's, you won't let me sit in the waiting room. And that's the thing. Like, so I went to the ear, nose and throat doctor a couple months ago for like allergies and stuff and they still make you wear a mask in there. Yep. And I'm like, but you're about to do stuff with ear, nose. You're like about to stick something down my throat, like a camera, and you're right in my face. So why does this matter? I like, I walked in and I didn't have a mask. The lady's like, sure, you got to put on a mask. I'm like, but why? This is an ear, nose, and throat. You're inevitably going to be exposed to me without a mask. So what's the fucking point? Well, unless the doctor's wearing like an N95 or something. It's still, but like they, dude, the doctor took his mask down when we were yeah. talking. The doctor walked in, wasn't even wearing a mask. But that's what makes And I'm sitting there wearing I this mean, stupid jank ass cloth mask that I've had for two years. This, this COVID, especially now, like it's a cold. Basically, at least for me, this last time it was, I didn't have a fever. Um, nothing, it was just, you know, congestion, cough, everything. Yep. Any other sickness that's contagious and you go to the urgent care, they let you sit inside. Yes. But you were still a pariah out in your car, and our air conditioning in the like car is sweating. terrible. Well, and also, I mean, I feel like any car, when you sit in the sun and you're parked and you're not moving, the air is not blowing as cold as it normally would be. No, but ours does suck. Like, it's a special <laughs> kind of shitty. But so they have you sitting out there, and you're texting me like, Jesus Christ, I feel worse now than when I got here because I've been stuck out in the damn car. Well, I walked back in. I'm like, can I just, like, I'm like, my, my air conditioning doesn't work. Like, what do I do? Like, can I just come back or something? And, like, like I don't give a shit if people want to wear a mask. Like, it's your prerogative. Do whatever yeah. the hell you want. Like, Chinese people have been wearing masks in airports and shit forever. Like, who cares? But, like... To make me go into the doctor, when the doctor's going to pull down his mask and he's going to be putting shit in my mouth, it doesn't matter. Like the lady that was working the counter, uh, you know, receptionist at the hospital, there's a piece of glass between us. Mm -hmm. But she goes, sir, I'm going to need you to put on a mask. Like, I don't have a mask. I've gotten rid of them. Well, sir, I'm going to give you a, a cloth mask. Like, or I'm going to give you a, you know, a, a doctor's mask. Okay, fine. Whatever. It is what it is. And I'm not sitting here trying to get into some yelling match about masks or anything. But, it but, it, but it's But, like, you can't help but point out the absurdity. I mean, Bill Burr did that in the stand-up we were watching last night. He's like, all these people telling you to wear a mask, then they pull down their mask to tell you to put on your mask. Like, they're all, it's all out of control. And it's still ridiculous. Would you like to? I don't know if this will just piss you off or if you just want to hear it because it's kind of funny. What's that? Uh, the official press release from 97.5, the Fanatic in Philadelphia, announcing their new afternoon show. Okay. I'll listen. And I, you can tell me what they have to say. Okay. But I will preface all of this by saying, these people fucked me in the ass. Okay. Okay. On with the countdown. So, as expected, it will be NBC Sports Philadelphia commentator and former Phillies reliever, Ricky Batalico, alongside Miss Anelli's former co-host, Tyrone Johnson, and weekender, Hunter Brody, with Jen Scordo continuing as update anchor and adding producer duties. How the hell does this radio station have four people on a show? <laughs> I can't. I have the number one male radio show in Nashville, and they're like, yeah, we don't know that we can pay you anymore, bud. Sorry. You get you in battle, and that's it. These assholes have four people on a shitty radio show. Now, the best part, I think, is and I'm going to try not to get mad. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to keep my cool. The best part, I think, is the name of this show. Oh, this is a fun game. Can I try to guess? Yeah. Okay. All right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to take a guess. So it's got to be... Now, I'm going to do hints here. Give me... Okay, so I'm going to ask questions. Like when you play 20 questions with that ball. All right, so I'm going to ask you, is it something <laughs> Philadelphia related? No. Is it something that has to do with three? No. Okay. Is it something like sportsy, like the bullpen? No. The bench? No. Um... The 97.5 The Fanatic Afternoon Show. No. Okay. That, that was very possible. Uh, it says, what show is this, people are asking. This is 97.5 The Fanatic in Philadelphia, run by people who led me on for two years about a job and then ghosted me like the cocksuckers they are. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. So it's, so it's, um, so it's not Philly-related. It's called Rocky Three. No, no, okay. not Philly related. It's called Creed. No, okay, so not Philly related and not sports related. Nope. Okay, is it like a play on words, like a pun of some sort? Like no, no. 
So it has nothing to do with the number of people on the show. Nope. Is it like something to do with the fact that they're like, it's a mixed race show? Nope. No? Okay. Is that something to do with the fact that it's some producers and a dude from YouTube? Nope. No? Give me a hint. It's a question. It's a, how you's doing? No. Whiz wit? No. No? Uh, because not Philly related. Um, The jit bags? Nope. No. Use a jit bag? No. No? Okay. Um... Boy, okay, so it's a question. Why does this show exist? No. That's not it. What, like, like, how long will this show last? Is that the name of the show? That'd be a great name for the show. How long will this shit show last? Uh, no, so it is going to continue to be broadcast on TV as well. Christ. I, I swear. I, I, okay. okay, I'm just going to tell no, you. Let me guess a couple more times. So it's a question, yeah. and it's not Philadelphia related, and it's not sports related. No. It's not like you just want a hoagie. Nope. No. No. You just want to hit this. You want to you, have a cum? No. Um, what is the question pertaining to? I don't know. Like, who, it's it's a really stupid name. You has got balls? No. Right, just tell me the damn name. The best show ever? Get AIDS. <laughs> All <laughs> of you. The, that's the actual name of the show. The best show ever? With a question mark. Uh, PD Chuck D'Amico says, many years of experience on the air, on the field, and in the stands all come together to create this unique-sounding ensemble show. This show has no chance. I talked to this Chuck D'Amico on the phone when he first got the job because the guy that runs the, the company there was like, hey, we think you should uh, talk with Chuck D'Amico, our PD, and let him see. Guy had no clue anything about me at all, and I'm like, listen, I'm not some G or anything, but I feel like if you're programming a sports station in Philadelphia, like I had a pretty eventful three years when I was there. If nothing else, you should at least know who the fuck I am. The press release continues. The new ensemble show features Tyrone Johnson, a 20-year broadcasting professional, Ricky Batalico, a former 11-year Major League Baseball relief pitcher, Hunter Brody, a new-age digital sports media influencer, and Jennifer Scordo, a, a seasoned major market radio pro and air talent. This eclectic and diverse group of passionate, knowledgeable, and fun Philadelphia sports experts brings you a show that truly offers something for every fan. The best show ever? I look at this in multiple ways. <laughs> on one hand, this is where my mind goes. On one and like on one hand, it's like Josh. Y'all thought the wheelhouse was a bad name. It's a much better name than this. Like, I usually hate hacky names. Like, no, and this is not to rip John and Lance, but, like, I don't like names like The Bench or The Wheelhouse or The Bullpen or The Payoff Pitch or Instant Replay or, like, I just, I really dislike shitty names like that. I like people putting their names on their show. That's what I, I think sounds the best. Uh, so I hate hacky names. But this is a, just a terrible name. Like, it feels like they put this show together for the sake of it failing, which you probably should because you have no chance of success after the big show that left. So, uh, but, you know, but I look at this in multiple ways. In the trench, I think in the trenches, like, at least it works because there's one guy that's a defensive lineman and one guy that's an offensive lineman. So it works in that regard. I just, I hate names like that. I despise them. Like, I love Matt Moscone. I don't like names like After Further Review, as somebody brings up. That's, that's, I don't like it. It were, At least it has an acronym that sounds good, like AFR, and it works. I don't like that. I like the Josh Ennis show. I like, you know, Ennis and Bruno. I hated J&R. At least it was our names, but I, I hated that. It's just not really what, you know, I'm into. But, like, on one hand, I'm like, hey, do I suck so fucking bad that these guys all got this job and then these guys ghosted my ass. Like, is that how bad I am? No, I think it's a matter of fact, too, and we've talked about this before. Like, you know, they're probably combined making what they would have had to pay you. Possibly, yeah. I mean, you pull a guy from YouTube, you don't exactly have to pay him a ton. And a guy that used to be a producer, you don't have to pay a ton. It's not even about how much they would have paid me. Like, they're probably paying Miss Nelly, like... Um, yeah, I mean, collectively, the four of them probably aren't making what Mike was making. Oh, God, no. Then there would be, Then there'd be no point. Yeah. Like, so what you would do is, you, I'd say if Mike was making five, six, between all of them, they're making 250 And remember, that, that business, that... that cluster the big money in that goes to the dudes on the rock station like preston and steve i believe are making probably around a million dollars a year if not i mean probably maybe in the sevens or eights 
I, I don't, it's, I'm not, I want to speak out of school on that because I honestly don't know. So, but they make a lot and they get giant numbers. And remember this about 97.5 <laughs> there, and I truly believe this. They're not building a radio station to win. They are building a radio station that exists solely to take enough of the sports audience away from WIP to keep their rock stations on top. And now important to note, CJ Galdi says, holy shit, radio guys make that much? Like five of them do. Not many. Not anymore. Like in Philly, they did not, I didn't make that kind of money in When Philly. you're an Angelo or a Preston and, Steve and, and you're by the way, grandfathered into this stuff or like an Elvis Duran. Probably. Well, oh, no, those guys, I wouldn't you know. even put Elvis in those. Like Elvis and Bobby and those guys, they're like on a thousand stations. Yes. They're different. But like. But a lot of, I mean, radio does not pay well. Well, no. Uh, it pays fine for the effort you have to put into it. But um, like Angelo, when he leaves at the end of this year, what's going to happen with Angelo, who I believe makes a million base, then his, ad, his ads and stuff, he makes a ton of cash. Whoever they're going to pick to re- replace him is going to make pro- the whole show combined will make less than half of what Angelo make total. So they're going to save a ton of money. They also won't generate as much money because Angelo is their cash cow. So take that for what it is. But um yeah, so rock on, have fun with that guys. Do what you do. Like like I didn't even think of it until you brought it up. I didn't really think about well, it. I thought the really show th- name was so good that it had to it's be discussed. It's so bad. Normally I'm anti bringing up Philadelphia radio in the past on this show, but yeah. that shit was funny. Yeah, it's uh it's not good. How much do you think the Power 99 morning show makes? I don't know what the Power 99 morning show is. Uh, so probably not a ton, but I don't know what it is, so I couldn't tell you. Uh, but um, yeah, so those guys, hey, more power to you. Uh, you know, I'm going to say something that I never thought I would say because I see that BS Moose says Gargano is terrible. He's on Saturdays in Houston, and I don't think he's good, but I will say this. I was scrolling through Twitter the other day, and I saw a video of one of his things, and two thoughts came to my mind. One, this asshole's outlasted all of us there somehow, which, I mean, it's death. Like, if there's a nuclear holocaust, it's like cockroaches, Cher, and Gargano. Like, they're just always there. But I was listening, and I'm like, I can see why these meatheads would enjoy this. <laughs> like, it's energy. I mean, he's got energy. He says nothing of con- like with any content or yeah, good, but at what? least it's got energy. At least he sounds different. Yeah, he's got energy. I could see why people would, like, he's a phony. But at least, like, the average Joe doesn't know he's a phony. The average Joe just listens to him, and they go, hey, this is great. Like, he's a, he's one of the guys. And I go, you know what? I'm okay with that. I can live with that. Like, Miss Nelly was completely unrelatable and not interesting and an asshole. At least the phony cuz character seems like someone you'd want to hang out with. It's like this. The cuz character is kind of like Pee Wee Herman, right? The real Paul Rubens was just some creep beaten off in a fucking porn theater. Pee-wee is like, hey, guys, <laughs> right? The real cuz is just some slug of a human meatball gross person. But the cuz character on the radio is kind of a likable, kind of like over-the-top, your best buddy cuz type of guy. So I get why people would gravitate towards that. So I'll give him that, at least. I'll give him that. Now... Uh, before we get out of here, maybe that's the name we need. We need a name like the greatest show ever. Yeah. Question mark. Question mark. But uh, before we get out of here today, actually, let me tell them about somebody. Who do I need to tell them about? Nobody today. Aqueduct Anybody? Plumbing. Aqueduct Plumbing Company with uh, Billy and his sister, Mary. They, of course, are awesome. And uh, we love them. We love them very much. They are in the business of plumbing. The name's not just clever. It's not as clever as, you know, the best show ever. God, they've got dumb people in charge. I, I, anyway, 281-488-6238 is the number. 281-488-6238 or aqueductplumbingcompany.com, and they do all the stuff you need, repipes, leak detection, camera inspection, plumbing fixtures, water heaters, tankless water heaters, water filters. Uh, they'll take care of you over there. You can get a free quote for repiping. Just go to the site, but they're wonderful people. They do great work, and if you need them in the Houston area, reach out, 281-488-6238, or aqueductplumbingcompany.com. They're at your disposal. Okay, before we get out of here, today is um, 713 day. So it's the big day that we celebrate the greatness of the city of Houston. And I want to tell you this, and I've lived in a bunch of places, and I think sometimes people have a hard time understanding this. Like Matt will mock me sometimes. Like the other day I was, I was saying some good things about the Astros on Twitter, and Matt goes, oh, I thought you were a Cardinals fan. Listen, 
I've had a weird existence growing up. Okay. I mean, I've lived in a bunch of different places. Some people have never moved like people like Matt. I mean, I'm, and I'm envious of this. Matt has spent most of his life in the same place. So he's never had to go and fake being a fan of other teams or be nice to other people's teams. Cause he hasn't gone to other cities to do that. He has gotten the opportunity to talk about the saints and LSU, the teams he loves for his entire time on the radio. And that's awesome. Some people get to do that. The people in Philly, most of them get to do that. The cuz gets to do that. Um, you know, Miss Nelly got to do that. Guys got to talk about the teams they loved. And that's awesome. I moved around a lot. Also moving around as a kid, that means I watched a lot of different teams and went to a lot of different cities and I had different love affairs with different cities. You know, I lived in Memphis when I was three years old, but I used to go to Memphis all the time as a young kid and I have an affinity for Memphis. I love the city. That's why I think they should have put me and you on the radio there and they didn't, but that's fine. Well, that's one that's of okay. One us is on the radio in Memphis. That's true. You're on on the uh, weekends, but my show should be on there every day, but it's not. And that's okay. They don't like Trump. That's okay. But whatever. So I have a love for that place, and I root for the Memphis Grizzlies. So I love them. I've gone to a lot of different places. I lived in Louisiana. I lived so I root for the Saints. I root for LSU. I you know I lived in Philly, so I have an affinity for not necessarily the teams, but I love that I live there and love the people. Like I have, it's a different world for me. Right, home for me is Baton Rouge. That's what I consider home. But I love St. Louis. I love all these different places. Montana, Memphis. Love all these places. But I will tell you this. What I consider to be home B, or if, if Baton Rouge is 1A, Houston is 1B. I love Houston. I've told you this a million times. It's amazing all the people we know that moved there from other places and stay there. You know what I'm saying? They stayed. They didn't leave. And if they did leave, they, they back. came back. Yeah. Bootsy got fired, left, came back. PK and DK. PK got fired, left, came back yep Meltzer has stayed there a dude from Connecticut has stayed there for over a decade no, now it's the best and I tell you that because and you know it's, I, I like it's a weird world because I'm on the radio in Nashville and Detroit uh, I've been on the radio in Philadelphia Baton Rouge New Orleans I've been in all these places and it's a weird thing because like on your social media and shit you know you want to you want to stay neutral because you know, like try to create the illusion that you're actually in some of these places when you're not but like I was tweeting about it today and Facebooking about it today, that Houston is my fucking favorite place I've ever lived. Well, because for both of us, I mean, that's where we've spent a majority of our adult lives. Correct. Um, that's like you where. Can tell you what, like, oh, I grew up here and I lived here as a kid. Like, I don't know. That doesn't matter as much to me, I don't think. I think it's where you live your adult life. No, I agree. And that's been a majority of where we've been. Yeah. And, you know, like I. I'm from Chicago. Would I rather live in Chicago or Houston? Houston. Yeah. I consider Houston to be home. Like when we moved back to Houston after Philly, I was so excited. We both were. And we thought that's where we were staying. Like we were done. Like, yep. great, let's buy a house. This is it. We're back in Houston. Yeah. Holy shit, it worked out. Yeah. It didn't. It did not at all. Not at all. But we love Houston. And the people in Houston, the majority of the listeners of this podcast um, are in Houston. The uh, and not to say that I hate any of the other people, but the, the the majority of the people that listen are in Houston. I met Jilly in Houston. Luther was adopted in Houston. Um, if we were to go back to Houston today for an event, there'd be a hundred people that would show up for the event in Houston. Um, like I, I love the place. It is an absolutely amazing place. Is it hot as balls? Yes. Does the traffic suck at times? Yes. Does it have some of the same issues that all the major cities do? Yes. But I fucking love that place. And there's something to be said when there's a city, when people like Bootsy, who probably never even set foot in Texas growing up, decided to go back and live there before he had a job. He went yep. back there and Meltzer and me and you and PK and Denise and I guarantee you there's some of our friends that lived there at one point and had to move that would come back if they could. Houston is the fucking place, man. I, I love everybody there, and it's awesome. So I appreciate you guys on 713 Day. Give you guys a little bit of love, but I have a lot of passion for you, and I thank you. All right, my voice is starting to go because the room's <laughs> drying up on me a little bit. So anyway, we're getting out of here. Love you guys. We'll see you later.